Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to your week-ending edition of The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your fast, fun hit of sport for Friday the 6th of May. Today, bad back news for Aussie basketballer Ben Simmons, Maradona still setting records from the grave, and the young gun set to follow the great white into golf's new frontier. But first... This weekend, the glitz and the glamour of Formula One meets the glitz and the glamour of Miami. More than 80,000 fans will turn out over the weekend for the F1 in Miami with tickets selling out in less than 40 minutes. It's pretty fast. But while Aussie Dan Ricardo keeps both eyes on the road, he'll also have to try and watch he'll also have to try and watch his back. His race days have been very strong, much better in qualifying. I think, uh, you know, listening to him yesterday, not yesterday, earlier this week with the team, I think he still doesn't feel he's, you know, 10 out of 10 on top of the car, but he, he's he got a great relationship with Lando. He knows the team well. We um, see the family. So we're, we're, we're really happy to see Daniel uh, uh, on top of his game. That is McLaren CEO Zach Brown speaking to the F1 Nation podcast about Dan Ricciardo's season to date with McLaren that has seen him only record a best result of sixth and consistently be beaten by teammate Lando Norris. But what's more concerning is that Brown and the McLaren team already seem to be auditioning for Ricciardo's replacement. And when will you start thinking about his longer-term future with the team? Probably later this this year. You know, we have a another year together um we do like to think you know long out you know hence doing some testing with pato gonna do some testing with colton uh we've got ugo in in formula four but on pole his first race so i don't think you can ever plan too early but there's no uh, there's no rush nothing screams confidence in your driver like being able to rattle off names of possible replacements does it i think they're gonna fire me ricardo does have a contract with the team for 2023 but you get the feeling that if ricardo can't find some better results in the second half of the year he might be looking for someone new to sit on the grid next season I can't sit here it has been the season from hell for aussie nba all-star ben simmons it was just piled up a bunch of things that have gone over the years to where I just knew I wasn't myself and I needed to get back in, into that place of, you know, being myself and, and being happy as a person and taking care of my well-being. That was the major thing for me. Um, it wasn't about the basketball, it wasn't about the money, anything like that. You know, I want to be who I am and, and get back to, you know, playing basketball at that level and, you know, being myself. First, his relationship disintegrated with his original team, the Philadelphia 76ers, to the point where he refused to turn up to train or play with the team and was fined millions and millions of dollars. And when he finally got his wish and was traded to the Brooklyn Nets, he suffered a herniated disc in his back, which eventually kept him from playing a single minute of game time this season. Oh, my back! But understandably for a guy who hadn't actually played a game, there was some scepticism about the back injury which stopped him from helping the Brooklyn Nets go deep in the playoffs. And no one was more sceptical than scorecard favourite ESPN Stephen A. Smith. I want to know what the hell you were doing that you hurt your back. You ain't played since last June! What were you doing? What the hell happened, Kendrick Perkins, Jay Williams? Was he riding up the turnpike on I-95 with a car that was a bit rough around the edges, hit a pothole and tweaked his damn back? What the hell happened? I want to know what happened. You haven't played a minute, a second since last June. That is 10 months. You ain't 
touch a damn basketball in an official capacity. Thank did you, you slip in the tub? Would you get your groove on and tweak your hip? I mean, did you hit a pothole on the turnpike? What the hell is going on? Well, Stephen A., we still don't have a reason for the injury. But we know he ain't faking it. Breaking news out of the NBA where Nets forward Ben Simmons is set to undergo back surgery on Thursday. The procedure will alleviate pain in Simmons' back caused by a herniated disc. Let's hope we see Ben and his back back to their best next season. He hasn't been able to control the play in midfield the way that Maradona has been able to do. And he's hurting England again here. It's a brilliant run. It's one of the Diego Armando Maradona, or simply Maradona. Arguably the world's greatest ever footballer passed away late in 2020 and left behind a legacy as one of the most skillful players ever on field and one of the most enigmatic characters off it. And yesterday, that legacy grew another dimension. Maradona just walked away from Hoddleton. Maldonado. That is Maradona's famous hand of God goal he scored for Argentina against England in the quarterfinal at the 1986 World Cup. After the match, Maradona said the goal had been scored, quote, a little with the head of Maradona and a little with the hand of God. And of course, what he meant and what replays showed is that Maradona had in fact punched the ball into the goal with his fist, not his head. And yesterday, the Argentinian shirt Maradona was wearing at the time became the most expensive piece of sporting memorabilia in history. First item up for bid is lot number 344. The shirt was sold by Sotheby's auction house to an undisclosed buyer for 7.1 million pounds, aka 12.4 million Aussie dollars. The sale just edges out the previous highest price piece of memorabilia, which was the original manifesto outlining Pierre de Coubertin's vision for the Bonn Olympic Games. Bram Wachter, Sotheby's head of streetwear and modern collectibles, what a job, described Maradona's shirt as, quote, a tangible reminder of an important moment not only in the history of sports, but in the history of the 20th century. And of course, it also reminds us of a time a guy cheated by handballing a goal into the back of the net. Jed Morgan, it was all about him this week, and he started in style with a nine-shot lead. This is shot into the opening hole, and it was a good one. When Queensland 22-year-old Jed Morgan won the PGA Australia tournament at the beginning of 2022, it set him up to claim the Tour of Australasia Order of Merit title. Basically, it means he won the most money. And that has opened some very, very big doors throughout the golfing world for the rising star. It's open. Come on in. Next month, Morgan will make his major debut at the US Open. And he's also qualified for the British Open in July. But in the lead-up to teeing it up with the big boys... Jed is looking to fatten up his wallet. We start with breaking news today. The latest development with the Saudi Back Golf League as Live Golf announced an invitational series set to launch this June. Live Golf Investments is providing more than $400 million in seed money to launch this series. Morgan will travel to England to compete in the $35 million Live Golf Invitational, the first event of the Saudi Backed Super Golf League. And why wouldn't he? The winner of the event takes home a neat $4 million. But even if Morgan finishes last, he'd still bank $165,000, which is only 15,000 shy of his winner's check for the PGA Australia. Time for Jed to get paid. And that is your Fast Fun week-ending edition of The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan. Enjoy your weekend. I'll catch you on Monday. Listener.